0: Well, hey, everybody. Welcome again to Passion Purpose. I'm just sad again. J.O.'s not here. J.O., where are you? Uh, he'll be showing up next time on the podcast. But really, um, uh, he's not here because we just had a board meeting and one of our board meeting overseers for the Antioch movement, Larry Kreider. And Larry, we've known each other for now almost 30 years. I, I think so. so. Yeah. A long time. I, I love that. Uh, I want to say to everybody, you know, uh, Relationships are what make the kingdom work. That's true. And God brings like hearted, like minded people to you when you start lining your life up with God. And as we kind of said, God, we need co laborers, we need input and help. God brought Larry in, in so many ways, kind of in the early days, because of house church, cell movements, right, right. church planting. And um, you're one of the only guys out there. Way back in of. the day. Yeah, and uh, way back in the day. But it's been such a gift to us as a movement. So, um, hey, what I want to do uh, today is just um, maybe um, we just finished a board meeting. What do you see God doing in the Antioch movement? Maybe to encourage the crowd here a little bit. Sure. And then, um, then we want to hear from you. What, what do you see God doing and what God's doing through Dove and the movement that you lead?
1: Well, first of all, Antioch family, we love you guys. We're blessed with what God's doing through all of you. Uh, I mean, way back when we first met, you were just kind of starting this whole deal, and God mm-hmm. was just using you to do that. And watching what God's done through Antioch over the years has been amazing. Mm-hmm. And we've been r- running to try to catch up. We, we, you have taught us so much about mm-hmm. the kingdom, mm-hmm. which has been just powerful, powerful stuff. And so we're honored to co labor with you. And Antioch gang, we love you. And uh, I meet of people all over the world. Yes. And it's just good to be in this whole kingdom thing together.
0: Amen. It's just a, it is it truly is a joy. We were just looking around the room, and you know, so many of our different advisors, everybody's getting a little older, yeah, but the fire is still on That's everybody, right? right? Still right. pursuing with all of our hearts. Exactly. So, all right, so Larry, hey, take us into a little bit of, of Dove, what you guys are doing, and what sure. you sense God's doing around the world.
1: Yeah, well, I'll just say kind of quickly how we started, how the whole yeah, deal please. happened, and then to let you know what's going on right now in the Dev Again, We are one little small part of the kingdom of God worldwide. As are we. <laughs> <laughs> but we need each other because it's a major kingdom thing God's doing today. It's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And we started, I mean, literally in the 70s, reaching kids who needed Jesus, they couldn't find a church. And in 1980, started this little church of 25 people, and over 10 years grew to a couple thousand people all meeting in home groups, cell groups, small groups, yep. home fellowships, you yes, know, everything whatever you want to call them, <laughs> and just believing that Jesus calls to make disciples. And he said, make converts, make disciples. So when people came to Jesus, we're telling them, okay, you make we're going to teach you to become a disciple. We're going to disciple you. You disciple others who disciple others who disciple others. Yes. So little do we know back then. I mean, I remember Jimmy Probably our church is about two months old. I looked at my wife, Laverne, one day, and I said, wouldn't it be amazing if our church could go to 200 people by the time we're 80? Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> I had no idea what God was up to. You know, that this one church that uh, God led us to decentralize Mm -hmm. after 15 years. I was no longer a senior pastor. One church became eight churches. We were like a multi-site church, Jimmy, Mm -hmm. back in those days. Mm -hmm. You know, multi-campus without the terminology. Sure. And uh, as people kept coming to Christ, coming to Christ, coming to Christ in high school, coming to Christ in outreaches. You know, just people gave their lives to Jesus, needed to be discipled, became part of a small group. And then we had these, we called celebrations. But we, we decentralized and became a movement in uh, 15 years after we started, about right 1996. And again, little do we know what God would do there. Mm. And then we started; we were planning a few churches—one in Africa, one in Brazil, one in Scotland. And step by step, we realized we're called to the nations. Mm. So, and we realized that really in small group ministry, that's how in many nations that's what the church looks like. Yes, it's house church, right. small house group. And yeah. so, really, the best one of the best ways. We could do, help the nations is do this right where we live, and that way the training is it has happened, and then go to other nations do the same thing. Yeah. So by the grace of God, we kept going, sending teams to the nations. You know, we sent a team to Brazil. A guy was raised from the dead. You know, destroyed all of his own. I that mean, helps that, when uh, you're starting it, a church
0: and somebody gets raised from the. That dead, really, really does. It really something. does help. I mean, but keep a, going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's
1: a guy in a swimming pool. He drowned doctor said he's gone and our guys are praying and praying and praying and praying Lord bring him back bring him back and he sits up and was, I wasn't there or our team was there but and we started church playing in that nation and then in the nations of the world today you know by the grace of God we've sent dozens and dozens of nations we sent teams you know evangelism teams and witnessing teams whatever uh, today there's churches in 25 nations of the world and it's not a big movement by any means, uh, 1,000 plus churches, but mm-hmm. it's been fun. We, three weeks ago, had our leaders from all the world together, and first time since COVID, which is uh, mm-hmm. awesome. You know, it's yes. just, just awesome. We got all these languages, you know, and all these uh, all these cultures coming together one thing focused we love Jesus and mm. we want to make disciples in the nations mm. and we want to join together with ministries like YWAM and like Antioch and like many other other valid ministries today and see the kingdom of God grow throughout the world so that was the deal for us so that all started Jimmy 42 years ago wow so we've been doing this for a while 42 <laughs> 42, years, 42 ago. years ago so I'm 71 so I'm thinking about Turning things over to another generation, and we're in that process right now.
0: So, all right. So, a lot of our uh, listeners are next generation, and we were in our the, we're in my prayer room or our right, prayer room, right, right? Right. We were praying yesterday, and I saw Larry go over to my wall where I've got this picture yeah. of 1972 yeah. uh, front cover of yeah. Life magazine, a Jesus movement. They called Expo '72 coming out of. Dallas, yep, a big I'm gathering well. like about to happen with this deal called the Send, yep. and I saw Larry over there laying his hands on the map as we were singing the song "Do It Again." Yeah, I mean, and obviously God was stirring something in you. Yeah. So what are you, what stirred you to 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 pray into that for this generation?
1: Well, God uses younger generations to see revival come. He always, mm. always uses the disciples were young. You know, yeah. Many believe John was seventeen. We don't know for sure. They were young. And the scripture's clear in Acts 2, who poured a spirit in all flesh, and sons and daughters will prophesy, young men will see visions. And then the old man will dream dreams. The dreams, as an old man I have, or to see the visions for of young kids. people fulfilled. Yes. To see the Come next on. generation, the next generation, see them fulfilled and do yeah. all I can to help them. See, Jimmy, I grew up without spiritual fathers. Yeah. We just didn't have spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers. And I paid for that. Mm. And we went through some hard times in leadership, trying to figure mm-hmm. things out. And finally, God gave us spiritual fathers. And we made a commitment. We will become spiritual fathers and mothers to the next generation, next generation, next generation. So I was so stirred when we were worshiping worship of the Lord. and went and laid hands on that because okay, I can remember that. Mm. And, you know, in those big rallies in Dallas, I mean, the person who really gave validity to that was Billy Graham. Yeah. Billy Graham, an older man in that yeah. role, but older, giving, you know, validity to this younger generation. Yes. And, uh, I, you know, we build on the shoulders of those who are going on before us. And I want yeah. others to keep building on our shoulders. So yeah. we're believing God for our, the greatest Jesus movement mm. we've ever had, ever seen in our nation. I know I share that vision with thousands and thousands mm. in our nation. People like you and many others mm. whom I you know, love and serve with. Yeah. And I, ble- I believe God is going to do it. We need desperately another Jesus revelation. Yes,
0: absolutely. You know, I I, uh, I would say that as I look back over the last 35 years of my own life and ministry, I'd say there are probably four key times where we saw moves of God that yeah. would last for about three years, where the Spirit right. of God—when I say move of God, you know, there's this deal where we're reaching for God— and, but what shifts when God starts pouring out revival, it's God right. coming at you. Right. right so right. things start happening outside the meetings. That's true. Somebody's sitting in their home and the Spirit of God falls yeah. on them, or yeah. a bunch of young people just hanging out and all of a sudden somebody gets convicted, confesses sin, right, right. and they start praying for each other and somebody gets right. saved and they baptize each other right in the river. Yeah. You know, It's that spontaneity of the Spirit yeah. where God has such an open heaven that you you have to ignore him almost yeah. versus that contending
1: place where we're trying yeah. to get the breakthrough from heaven. Right. So the first time I experienced that was the Jesus movement. Yeah, because see, I was I'm I'm old enough to remember that well. Yeah, and I mean I live in in Pennsylvania in the eastern part of the nation, starting California, but where we live, I mean, we're in a farming community, and barn after barn after barn after barn, after barn was filled with the young people. It was just God? God just came and drew them in, and has given the lives to Jesus. wanting to go into missions. Just just radical for Jesus. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was just you just had to run to catch up with what God was doing. Yes, and yeah. So that was the first time. And the next time I saw it happen was when a few years later, all these Bible studies started springing up all over our region. We led one called Rama. And literally thousands of young people came through that when our church was starting. That was part of what was going on mm-hmm. with us. It was all these young people. I mean, every week, young people getting right with God, being filled with the Holy Spirit, wanting to be trained for missions. I mean, yeah. week after week after week after week. Yeah. And that lasted a few years. But today, it's interesting, I live in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, a very unique place. I mean, first of all, there's more money given to missions from our county than any part of the nation, and that's the wow. first thing. But the second thing that's very intriguing about it is there are these movements that sprung up. We're one of many movements that sprung up in our county. Mm. You know, the Dove International Movement today, churches all over the world, you know, there's the Hopewell Network Movement, uh, there's a harvest movement. I spoke for them last week. It's a movement right based in our county, worship center movement, all these movements. But it all started out of youth revival. Mm now about i don't know 15 years after that happened there's another one it's called tbs Mm. it was in newspapers all over the nation Mm. and tbs meant tuesday bible study a group of ywamers came back to lancaster pennsylvania said we want to see god move in our county man to fast and pray and see god had a bible study that grew to like 1,300 young people every week coming together Mm. all led by young people former Mm. ywamers it was just a move of God. Mm. I meet people today; they say, "Oh, yeah, we came to Christ through that move of God, or the Jesus mm. movement, or the Raymond movement, or whatever." Mm. So, I believe there's a, the the best is yet to come. Mm. And yes. I believe it's going to happen in Waco. It's going to yeah. happen yeah. all over the our nation here in the USA and the nations, and it happened in Pennsylvania. There's another move of God is coming. That's why I'm excited about the send and all the yes. guys doing with that, with mm-hmm. Andy and, and all the guys doing with that.
0: Yeah, and so and so maybe what would I again back going back and forth on this. For me, we're there, right? It, it's pregnant. Yeah. It's it's in the air. Yep. It's for it's for the taking at one level. I agree. So um as we gather, as we worship and pray by faith, there is uh, the expectation creates the opportunity. Right. And and I'm just encouraging all of us and yes. and I'm doing the same thing when I'm praying for people. There's this word God's given us out of Revelation three that because you have a little power I've given an open door that no man can shut right because you've honored my word and you love my name so here's here's what 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 I would say to anyone that there's an open door and from heaven right grace. now there's a grace to experience God I agree if we honor his word love his name mm-hmm. man it's for the taking and um and so what what I have found is that when we share these stories it stirs faith, mm-hmm. right? So what are some of the things that young people and or people have done through the years? Once they get faith in their hearts, what should they do? What do you think? Well, I don't mean like just go to missions, but how does it spread? Like, like how, how, do, how do these moves of God spread from your perspective? Well,
1: all I can say is Jesus made disciples, Right. And if we, if there's a commitment to follow Jesus and make disciples the way Jesus made disciples, rather than saying, "Well, I've got to go become some, part of some program or whatever," yeah. if we are willing, life and life, one on one, to make disciples, we will change the world and the revival will continue on and on and on. Yeah. Or, to me, that's key. And obviously, the boiler room prayer seeking yeah. God. To, I mean, obviously, there's no question about it. I just love being in your room here right now is yeah. awesome. Uh, but I, I feel like I feel like what's been missed throughout the nations. Uh, and after moves of God, some moves of God are quick. In fact, uh, I remember a prophet told me once that sometimes after move of God, in certain areas, it's been worse than before that. Sure. Why? Because they were not involved in discipleship, not involved in seeking God, not involved in prayer, and not involved in training the next generation to take the next, train the next, to train the next. So i we believe so much in one-on-one discipleship, Jimmy, I know you do too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's such a key for that to be accomplished. And say, so, Lord, send me anywhere. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Yeah. And today there's opportunities we haven't had in the past.
0: Yeah, so so I, I would say to that, again, uh, if you're listening, I hope your face stirred for a move of God. Yes. We've got the sin coming up May 14th. If you're yep. listening, you want to at least stream in if you can't be right. there. Presently, I'm sure there's frustrations going on in your own locale, wherever you are, house, in your home, in your campus, wherever you are. But this whole area of discipleship, for me, what I've said in simplicity, is getting together with somebody else and asking three basic questions. How are you and Jesus doing? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, your prayer life, word, worship, prayer, how can I help you? Um, Is there anything in your life that they used to, the old guys used to say, is there anything doubtful? Yeah. Anything that's not honoring God, right? right? My that's thought good. life, my actions, my behaviors. Uh, whatever's going on. Is there any trash in your life? Let's confess it. Yeah. And it's not be perfect. It's just let God know right. and let somebody else right. know be so real. the spirit of God can get into the darkness. Right. And then the third piece is really what we're both advocating for from maybe our life experiences. Who are you investing in right. and how can I help you do that? Exactly. Well, if the answer is no one, then we might help you out and say, okay, who are the people in your classroom? Who are the right. people right. in your neighborhood? Right. Who are the people on the sports field? Who do you know needs Jesus? Yeah. Who needs this message yeah. that? we're all talking about or what God's doing in you and my biggest deal about sharing the gospel or 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 bringing somebody into the discipleship process yes. is the one thing nobody can ever take from you is your own story
1: that's right hey could
0: I just tell you what God's doing in my right. life whether they're unbeliever yeah, far from God you. you've got something to give and you say well what if I get to an answer I yeah. don't know just say I don't know let's google what the bible says about right, that right you right. can google it or you say, let's go find another friend to get yes. some help. But you don't have to be intimidated for what you don't know, yes. but you gotta share what you do know.
1: Right. What's so yeah. interesting is you're saying the same stuff John Wesley said hundreds of years ago. You know, yeah. he did the same thing. Yeah. You know, you get your class meeting, get a few people together, ask these hard questions. Is your, what's going on in your soul? The whole, yeah. same same deal. And I find, I've studied revivals, I'm sure you have too, throughout yeah. the years. And whether it's Finney or, you know, or, or Wesley or whoever, it's the same basic stuff Wesley believed one out of every five or six people could be a leader so that's where they started house churches you know yep. they call them class meetings yep. and, and that's another thing I want to say I believe we've been stuck on our models of church today yeah. and, and you know I was a mega church pastor you experienced the same thing and I love mega churches they're great and then you got the sure. community churches 100 people 50 people 200 sure. people they're great but so the whole micro church house church yeah. there's something fresh about that for a young generation yeah. and well I've seen I spoke yeah. last weekend at a conference just on that whole subject and a lot of people that are younger people saying we we want to experience Jesus we want to experience church without maybe some of the other trappings we've had sure. in the past or yeah. traditional whatever and I think we need to be open to different kinds of church as long as as long as people are growing in Jesus yeah. and want to reach the world yeah and you know right. and want to live a life that's free from sin sure. and walk with Jesus yeah so so in that vein uh, again,
0: you can go, for us, just very practically, yeah. you can go to the SEND website, and there are four different groups that you can say, hey, I want to know more about house church planning. I yeah. want to know more about uh, how to get connected to what God's doing in my city. I want to know how to activate evangelism discipleship you literally can go to the sin antioch's one of those That's and good. we will have somebody call That's you good. and say what's god doing in you Beautiful. uh how can we get you to gather in the name of jesus um because there is a fresh outpouring yep. with the fresh outpouring yeah. there needs to be fresh buckets wine wineskins wine and Come buckets on. yep you got uh it. and uh we're into it man yeah. just whatever See, exactly. Jesus glorified, exactly. disciples made, and the kingdom of God multiplied. Let's do it. So we're inviting you in, awesome. right? Whether it's Dub or yep. Antioch or, or through the, the portal of the sin and, and those things. Um, we just want to be in it. And, and maybe, maybe Larry, just um, maybe maybe end us with, uh, tell us the story of somebody in your midst, whether it's Ron Meyer or somebody sure. else, sure. how they came to Jesus how they got on fire how that's affected their life just if you get radical
1: yeah. what can happen yeah well i'll use ron ron's a great example i work yeah. with ron now for almost 40 years wow. and i remember ron grew up in the church but he really didn't understand lordship and when he, jesus yeah. became the lord of his life and he gave it all totally changed everything i remember being in a little home group one night and he and he asked me to pray for him to be baptized with the holy spirit and he was just a farm kid you know he grew, yeah. grew up basically on the farm and uh but ron was a servant and he had, he had leadership potential you could tell and so he was soon helping to lead this small group they led the small group they started more small groups and led more small groups and when ron today <laughs> travels the world just imparting the truths of the gospel and leadership training and helping people work through hard issues and whatever. In nations all over the world, he, he never dreamed he would ever do that. Yeah. He was just he, an average kid. you know. He said, I was a short kid and, and uh, had my own issues at school, but he had never dreamed that God would use me like that, but he just started with one commitment to Jesus, some basic discipleship, mm-hmm. and then he started serving others. And, and he's been a pastor, you name it, all kind of things. He's now an author, he wrote a great book called The 5 Ministry Made Practical. Yes, great, great book on, great on the fivefold ministry. Yeah. But that's just one example, one of thousands of examples that I can give as to how this really happens.
0: So why don't you do this, to wrap our time, Larry, why don't you pray for this move of God in the next generation, love to. Love to. and ask that we would all be disciples and disciple-makers.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Father, yeah. thank you yes. that you're pouring out your spirit in all flesh you said sons and daughters would prophesy young men will see visions mm-hmm. old men will dream dreams yes. and lord i pray lord god and agree with jimmy and the whole antioch movement lord god agree lord god that the wind is blowing mm. the wind of the spirit is blowing and yes. we're going to see moves of god greater than anything we've read about in john wesley books or the yes. old moody books or, or chief francis or whoever books we're going, to see, we're going to see the move of God happen today in our nation and the nations of the world. And we thank you, Lord God, for what you've begun. And you said you've begun it, and you'll bring it to completion. And we trust you for it. And I pray blessing, blessing, mm-hmm. blessing over everyone listening or watching this podcast today. And may each of us experience the move of God for this present generation. Yes. That will surpass anything we've ever seen or heard of before. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: All right. We love you guys. Thank you, brother. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmysibert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.